Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm Jim Irizarry. Public officials are responding to questions after the St. Joseph County Health Department experienced a major shakeup on Wednesday night. The dismissal of Dr. Mark Fox is among the many changes coming to the St. Joseph County Health Department. Fox says his role as the deputy health officer focused mainly on health education and outreach. He was notably its public face during the coronavirus pandemic. Fox says he wasn't aware the Board of Health was considering ending his service until he saw its agenda Tuesday. Nothing has been discussed directly with me, either prior to the board meeting or subsequent to the board meeting. Fox says he's concerned for the county to lose his role as it was created to fill needs the health officer role does not. Republican Councilwoman Amy Drake says this is a restructuring of the department and the two roles will be combined going forward. And as we're moving forward, we're looking for a lot of changes in the health department. Um, The role is going to be a little bit bigger. Fox also says the handful of resignations approved were preventable. The health department has been at the center of political controversy since Republicans took control of the St. Joseph County Council after the November general election. And you see even um, on social media, people claiming this as a Republican victory and highlighting the the merits of Republican leadership to, you know, to decimate the staff and the morale of the Department of Health. Drake says there's been a lot of politics, as she says Republicans took over and some in the department weren't happy about it. We asked them to stay away from a few hot-button issues. Um, They didn't like that. They chose to resign, which is their right. WSBT's Anne Lurie reporting. A state-of-the-art facility revolutionizing youth sports is coming to Mishawaka in 2024. The 220,000-square-foot venue will feature turf fields, multi-purpose courts, and more. Mishawaka Mayor Dave Wood calling it one of the most anticipated projects he's been a part of. There has been a lot of excitement, probably more excitement about this particular project than any that I have been involved in in my 25 years in city government. And so uh, the fact that uh, there is that level of excitement here locally, I can't only imagine uh, what the excitement is out there in the amateur athletic community that we finally have a home for, uh, for that here in Mishawaka. The economic impact of the Mishawaka Fieldhouse is expected to be far-reaching. A member of the Chamber of Commerce says the hope is for those who are visiting the Fieldhouse to end up seeing all the area has to offer. These visitors are going to come spend money here in our community at times when there really aren't as many visitors here. So this is unique. People travel all across the country. They get a hotel room. They go out to eat. They shop in the stores. They visit attractions. We want uh, a lot of that to happen here. Funding for this $38 million project was supported by the St. Joseph County Hotel Motel Tax as well as state ready funds. Mayor Wood emphasizing that this new facility won't raise taxes for those in his city. Your average resident of the city of Mishawaka, in fact any business, are not contributing anything to this project. We have so many partners, so uh, this, the tax generated on this site, uh, paid for by the operator, goes back into the project to help it uh, operate and then also help it to grow. Ray tells me when it opens mid to late next year, there's no doubt the Fieldhouse will be packed on weekends. 
finding ways to keep it busy on weekdays as well will come with time. This thing has to be needs to be busy seven days a week, so it's going to be busy on weekends uh, with tournament. But the local community is going to benefit from it on other days, and so it's really a win-win for uh, the whole community. WSBT's Leo Goldman reporting. After Elkhart County drop-off recycling centers were closed after being trashed, the city of Goshen opened one of its own. Officials in Goshen are now seeing the same problem. With this site being the only one in Goshen after all the other ones in the county were shut down, it wasn't much of a surprise to see them being so full. With community members having nowhere else to drop off recyclable items, the Goshen Drop-Off Center has been facing the consequences. This particular site uh, that we opened two months ago, um, we're receiving about an average of 150 drop-offs a day. The recycling center on Indiana Avenue between the railroad tracks and Wilden Avenue is Goshen's only site. Elkhart County closed all of its locations due to abuse and people were only left with this site to drop off recyclables. Um, we're seeing a lot of, of commercial and business drop off there. Um, and again, we intended, we intended the service to be for residents. It seems that there must be uh, visitors from outside of the, the city limits too who are, who are contributing. With there only being a total of three drop-off bins available at the Goshen Center, the bins fill quickly. To discourage commercial or trash dumping, the city has installed multiple surveillance cameras on site. The cameras allow us to see, you know, uh, who is who is dropping off uh, material and to an extent what, um, but also we can we can record license plates, you know, so that if we see, uh, you know, something being dropped off, a couch, a TV, you know, something that shouldn't be there, we do have the ability to track that. Cameras are not the only thing dumpers should be worried about. City officials are now contemplating enforcement and fines for abusers. We uh, are not enforcing um, anything at this point, but, but that is something, that's an option that's on the horizon. Goshen city officials want this site to stay open and need community members to help make it work. And this means dropping materials off responsibly and making sure recyclables are inside the bins and not scattered. WSBT's Tiana Baxter reporting. The son of a woman shot and killed in Baroda Township on Sunday is speaking out after the suspect, who's also the victim's stepson, died in jail on Tuesday. 57-year-old Mary Mabry was shot and killed on her Baroda Township patio on Father's Day. And as if that wasn't already tragic enough for Mary's family, the suspect in her death is her 60-year-old stepson, David Lee Mabry of Stevensville, who just died in prison yesterday. This leaves Mary's son wondering what justice looks like from here. I'm going to miss the way she looked at me. An unexpected turn on top of an already heartbreaking story. All of this happening while Alexander McKenzie, Mary's 33-year-old biological son, is living in the UK. It just seems to be getting harder at the moment because now that he's, uh, he's dead, we're not going to get any answers right away and we're we're just going to be stuck in the limbo for a while, I think. Mackenzie started Sunday with a call to his mom. He later took a nap, and when he woke up, he got a phone call from his sister, screaming that their mom was dead. The next phone call he would receive came the news that the suspect was his stepbrother, David Lee Mabry, whom Mackenzie has known for most of his life. <sighs> Speechless. There's no way to get your head around it. 
and he's taken my mother from me in the most brutal way. Justice to Mackenzie meant David Lee spending the rest of his life in prison. And while they can't have that, Mackenzie says his family deserves clarity. We need some answers. And if David Lee maybe can't give them to us now, we need to find them somewhere else. Many who knew and loved Mary locally and overseas are going to continue picking up the pieces. Hi, sweetheart. Trying to give Mary the celebration of life she deserves. We all loved her the same. And we would all take that bullet to take her back and let her live another day. I love you, Mom. David Lee's autopsy was scheduled for today, and police say that he had no apparent signs of trauma at the time of his death, and he did have previous medical conditions. Michigan State Police are in charge of the death investigation. WSBT's Erica Finke reporting. Organizers of an Elkhart charity say they're devastated after having a trailer full of supplies stolen. A trailer filled with supplies to help the children's resale happen twice a year, missing from an Elkhart parking lot. It's a white 15-foot double-axle trailer. Sarah Freitas is the children's resale coordinator. She says four trailers of supplies are kept in a clothing pantry's parking lot, with things like hanging racks and boxes. And when someone with that pantry called and asked if one of the trailers had been taken in for maintenance, she knew something was wrong. She came to file a police report Saturday morning. She says losing this trailer is a big hit to the organization. The stuff that's in there is important to us for the resale. There's really nothing in there that anybody else is really going to want. Elkhart police say the trailer was caught on camera around Lusher and Oakland Avenue last Thursday morning, two days prior to the report. But the footage isn't clear enough to see the make or model of the vehicle pulling the trailer. Police also say they haven't found a reason why only one of the four trailers was taken. Uh, frequently, when we see these kind of thefts, it's a crime of opportunity. So maybe that was the only one they could take. We have no indication they were coming back to take the other trailers. The children's resale keeps only 15% of what's made in sales at its events to pay bills. The organization paid around $2,200 for that trailer, which has been kept in this spot for about eight years. While it did have a lock, everything used to store the trailer is gone as well. Freitas says it hurts to see this happen to an organization that's been trying to help the community for 15 years. You know, we've worked so hard and we volunteer and we volunteer and then have something like this happen that's going to create a lot of excess work to re replace all this stuff that's been taken and then find out what it is. I'm afraid that November is going to come. We're going to set stuff up and be missing things that we actually need. Frida's only hope is that the community can help. Keep your eyes open. If you see something or if you happen to be in this area and saw something, um, there's lots of businesses around here. There's, there had to be people coming in and out during that time. I hope that the community can kind of come together and maybe find the trailer for us. Elkhart police say this investigation is ongoing to protect your trailer. Please suggest putting a tracker on it, parking in a well-lit area, and checking on it often. WSBT's Anne Lurie reporting. Around 2,000 workers will be needed for the construction of the new GM plant near New Carlisle. With the new GM plant coming near New Carlisle, many tradespeople will be needed to help build the plant. One local union manager says they will find the people to work on this massive project. He says this will give younger apprentices an opportunity to get more experience for their future careers. We have a bunch of people that are getting ready to retire in probably the next five or so years. This project's a three-plus year project, so we're going to probably almost double our apprenticeship class just to fill the needs for the new uh, battery plant. So that kind of fills a void what we're going to have in the future for, for uh, journeymen that are retired. Lita says the first wave of workers on this more than $3 billion plant project will be local. But as it progresses, 
More may be brought in from surrounding areas such as Kalamazoo and Gary. He tells me this project will need 600 electricians alone, but other projects will not suffer as a result. The other projects in the area, we like to call them our bread and butter work. Yeah, you always worry about you don't want to lose that work because they're around here all the time before the big project of the battery plant and after the construction is done. Jeff Ray has been an instrumental part in bringing the EV battery plant to St. Joseph County. He calls it a potential once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for these tradespeople. This is the largest single investment in Indiana's history, obviously the largest in our area. Um, uh, you know, this will be one of the biggest construction projects ever um, in these parts. And so, you know, we're estimating up to 2,000 construction workers will be needed to put this 3 million-plus square foot uh, facility together. Ray says the number of workers is a daunting one, but with GM's help, the chamber and the union aren't sweating it. We've seen a job that needed 2,000 uh, people, and so, you know, right away, that's, you know, it, it, just because it's, it's larger, it's different than we've ever had, um, put, put some concern in, but, but obviously um, GM's conversations with the, with the trades, um, with the local community have put them at ease that they felt like they could meet their um, aggressive time frame, so we're, we're optimistic about it. Lita expressed excitement over this opportunity and says this project is a win-win for this area and for tradespeople. WSBT's Leo Goldman reporting. Independence Day is quickly approaching. Fireworks safety is once again being emphasized. Fireworks and 4th of July, a combination as American as apple pie. But even the smallest fireworks can be dangerous, especially for kids. Clay Fire Marshal Ron Melser says sparklers lead to the most injuries on Independence Day. He says... The danger regarding sparklers is underestimated. The sparklers and how hot they get, they are extremely, I mean, they get up to 1,500 degrees and just instantly. And if a kid touches the end of that, um, they're burnt. Melser says adults need to pay close attention to kids when they're around any fireworks. Don't let children light them, don't use them around flammable materials, and don't throw away fireworks that still may be active. Melser says water is your best friend. You water down the area, and then you want to have a bucket of water. So when we get done at the end of the night, we put the, the, all the fireworks inside there, and then we can cool them off, let it set overnight, and you're good. For Phantom Fireworks on 933 in St. Joseph County, this is their busiest time of the year. Aerial fireworks are the most popular items, and they say those should be used only in an open area, and people need to stay at least 140 feet away. Now, eye gear, hand gear if you need to. Don't put your head directly over a firework when you're trying to light it. Know that these things are going to light, they are going to go off, so common sense. Experts say celebrating in a smart and safe way can avoid catastrophe. Alcohol and fireworks don't mix. You know, have somebody that is sober, sober doing those fireworks. I mean, it's very, very important that you know what you're doing and you're not careless with the fireworks because they are very, very dangerous. According to the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission, there are about 1,500 emergency department treated injuries related to fireworks in 2021. WSBT's Sean English reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
Hey, everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 